Fries, cheese, curds, and gravy. Perfection simplified, and we call it poutine. Now, looking back on it now, this manger trois seems like the most logical culinary combination in the history de gastronomique. It seems like the type of good thing that has been around forever and always should have been, but all too often it is the simplest of ideas that we take the longest to reach. Poutine is no different. I'm Chef Ben. This is Food in Five, and this is the brief history of poutine. Now, before we get too deep into the gravy-soaked history of this delicious working-class dish, let's talk about cheese curds for a second. Now, when making cheese, rennet is added to the milk to coagulate it. This separates the milk into liquid and solids, known as curds and whey. Generally, the whey is drained off and used for pig feed or to make a secondary cheese, such as ricotta. The curds, on the other hand, are often pressed, kneaded, and or aged to form all kinds of different cheeses. Or, sometimes they are left as they are and sold as cheese curds. Cheese curds are a moist, rubbery, little pieces of cheese that tend to squeak against your teeth while you're eating them. That's why they are often affectionately referred to as squeaky cheese. In Quebec, which is a large French-speaking province in Canada, cheese curds are sold everywhere. When you go to the gas station, they're sitting by the cash just as a little bag of nuts would be bought for snacking. This is important to remember. Now, there are a lot of different places within Quebec that claim to have invented poutine. The fact is that no one really knows for sure where it came from, but what is pretty clear is how it was invented. This comes from from the fact that almost all the stories have one common element. Pretty much all the stories go like this. Somebody in a rural Quebecois restaurant served a regular customer fries. They looked out in the dining room and saw that the customer was mixing the fries with a bag of cheese curds that, they were, being, that were being sold by the counter. That made it onto the menu, and eventually the gravy came on as well. Now, some stories say that the gravy was added at the request of a customer. Some say... It was added to keep the fries hot for longer, and some say it was added to melt the cheese. Either way, gravy came into the picture, and all of this unfolded in the mid-1950s. Now, I should say that the most accepted version of the story comes from a restaurant in Warwick, Quebec, called Le Lutin Kiri, or The Laughing Goblin. The story goes that the customer asked for cheese with his fries, and the owner replied, Ça va faire un mot poutine, or that's going to make a dreadful mess. Poutine being Quebecois slang for mess. However, poutine wasn't called poutine until it was picked up by the larger chains in the late 70s and early 80s. Prior to that, it was called simply mix. By the 1990s, poutine had spread to the rest of the country and its popularity had reached a point that it started to show up on the menus of fast food chains like McDonald's, Burger King, and more. By the end of the early 2000s, specialty poutine restaurants started popping up. Um, and shortly after, gourmet poutines, including put lobster poutine excuse me, and foie gras poutine, started showing up on menus at some of the country's best restaurants. Now, although fancy versions now exist, and I've made more than my fair share, including bison with chocolate jus and duck confit with apple creme fraiche, poutine at its heart is a calorically dense, easy-to-eat, working-class food. It's the kind of thing that can fill you up after a long day at work or warm you up on a cold winter's day, and it is cheap. 
It is the simplest of things, one that seems like it should have existed long before it did, but I'm oh so glad that it exists now. I'm Chef Ben, and this is Food in 5, and this has been the brief history of poutine. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Chef Ben Kelly and on Facebook at Ben Kelly Cooks. And of course, you can like and subscribe to the podcast. You could rate it. You can tell your friends about it. You can do all kinds of things with it. Just pass it around, you know, pass it around. Uh, anyway, thank you for listening on this Tuesday morning. Sorry I wasn't here yesterday. It was Canada Day, which is like our 4th of July, but it's the 1st of July. Um, yeah. I hope that you all have a fantastic Tuesday. I'll be back tomorrow with another great episode of Food and Five. We'll see you then.